Hi again, everyone. Matt Lachlan along with Amanda Stein. This is our Road to the Draft podcast as we continue this series, making our way toward June 21st. And, you know, there's more to a hockey player than just what takes place on the ice. I think we found that out in our previous guests, whether they're actually players or involved in the Devils, Amanda, in another capacity. But today we get to talk to two players who have a summer plan that really has nothing to do with hockey. (laughs) Yeah, we've got two players who are getting married this summer. And there's a bunch of Devils weddings that are going on this summer. So we have Kyle Palmieri and Will Butcher both on this episode of the podcast. Podcast, and we really dive into their wedding planning and what they were in charge of. And you might be surprised what one of the players was actually in charge of and put his foot down saying, <laughs> this is what I want. So. And what he put his foot down on was interesting <laughs> is right. So we will kick things off with Kyle Palmieri, who will be marrying Ashley in the near term, a longtime girlfriend slash fiance, and now soon to be Mrs. Palmieri. So we kick it off with a local guy talks about life on the farm too but we start with those big plans in terms of the wedding so kyle welcome thanks for giving us a few moments of your time this is a different kind of off season for you isn't it yeah for sure um it's it's been busier than uh than most off seasons have been um but thanks for having me and it's a pleasure to be here you're getting married. That's number one on the off season to do list. And then, as we found out a few moments ago, you're also getting a house ready <laughs> to move into, and that's a quite a story which we'll get to. But uh, just talk about how involved you are in the wedding plans, or is that something that Ashley, your fiance, soon to be wife, is handling? Uh, Ashley's had a lot of the uh, actual wedding planning. Um, I think I've been in charge of the honeymoon. Um, I got that delegated to me, and then uh, we have a couple things just surrounding the weekend um, that uh, I've been in charge of planning. So, uh, had a couple couple weeks off there after the season, and and got some of it done, and um, just kind of some some final uh, special, just getting everything together and and uh, going from there. Has she deferred to you on some decisions? Like, does she come to you when she's trying to make a choice about whether it be flowers or something like that? Does she ask your opinion? Uh, flowers, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> food, I was asked about. Okay. Um, alcoholic beverages will be served, and uh, those were uh, a couple of my decisions. So, um, yeah, some of the some of the minor stuff, but uh, she has her her cousins and and some family helping her out with uh, flowers and decorations and. Uh, I don't think I could have brought much to the table. In that scenario, so. <laughs> you, you mentioned the honeymoon was, you know, your dele- delegated to you. Where are you going? Uh, Italy. Oh, nice. Yeah, back have you ever the, been? Uh, no, it was my first time. Um, we went to uh, went to Greece. Ashley and I went to Greece. I think it was six or seven years ago now. Um, but we've been meaning to go to Italy and, and kind of saved it for the honeymoon. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. Where are you hitting? Uh, we're going to Tuscany for a couple of days, doing Rome, and then Amalfi Coast. Oh, wow. Yeah, so beautiful. A couple, couple of good spots there. <laughs> Need a driver? Uh, <laughs> Maddie's here for hire. <laughs> How did you meet Ashley? Uh, it was actually my first year in Syracuse when I was playing uh, for Anaheim's farm team. Um, it was my first year, uh, first year pro um, towards the end of it. And I actually had a mutual friend um, that I kind of grew up with playing hockey from that area. And so even going back to the national team uh, from Ann Arbor, I'd go up and visit him in the summers. And he was actually from the same hometown as uh, as Ashley. And um, we just kind of met up. Uh, actually, I think it was on Facebook. Um, 
and uh, we ended up meeting up and, and talking. And then uh, I think right after my rookie year, um, we, we started dating. So now I'm 28. That's, <laughs> I think it's been a full eight years. Eight, yeah, eight years now. So it was time. Yeah, yeah, it was time. Um, obviously, I think uh, she was still in college, and, and um, I was on the West Coast playing hockey. Uh, so I think four or five of those years were long distance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was time and, and it's, uh, it's an exciting time. Was she a hockey fan at all? I, I presume she is now. <laughs> she is. She is now. Uh, I, I don't believe she was a big hockey fan. No. Um, I, I think when I was playing in Anaheim, especially, um, having the game start at 10 PM, uh, <laughs> while she it. was, while she was in college and, and, um, working was not ideal. So. Uh, I think that took some of the love for hockey out of her, but uh, no, she she has a blast. Uh, I think she's uh, she's gotten to know the girls here in, in Jersey and, and made some friends, and uh, she enjoys coming to the games. And I'm not sure how much she pays attention when we're on the road, <laughs> but uh, she definitely watches and, and she's a fan. What was it like those first couple years when you were in Anaheim and you you guys weren't t- you were together, but like not physically? Uh, it was tough. I, I mean, you have the time change. Um, both had really busy schedules. Uh, she'd be able to come out maybe two or three times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously spend some time together in the summers. But, uh, I would say long distance isn't for everybody, but it, uh, we made it work and, uh, here we are today. And how, how did things change for you? You know, when you end up in New Jersey, that must've been, I mean, a Jersey boy and all that, but also just being so much closer. Uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was obviously, uh, an awesome, um, awesome break for our relationship. Uh, <laughs> she was actually in Albany working. Um, and, the I think everyone knows the story. I was in Ireland when I got traded. Uh, so she knew about it before I did. Um, I'm, I'm not sure she was exactly following the NHL draft that night. Um, <laughs> she wasn't getting alerts, yeah, no. uh, but, uh, I think uh, a couple people had texted her and, and said, Oh, this is awesome. Uh, and she kind of went online and on Twitter or something and figured out that I got traded to Jersey. And, uh, not only could she not get a hold of me, I don't think anyone could get a hold of me. So, um, eventually we, we were able to talk and, and it was a pretty exciting time, obviously to, to be back around her and, and my family as well. You were at old head in Ireland at the time. Uh, as you said, most people know the story and it's on a little spit of land that sticks out, uh, sticks out into the Atlantic ocean. And so, not a lot of uh, internet service necessarily or Wi-Fi, so I could understand the difficulty there. But you do love golf, and you've been to some wonderful golf courses. What are some of the tops? I think Old Head was definitely one of the one of the tops. Um, I've gotten I've been very fortunate to to play a lot of different courses, um, Pine Valley here in Jersey, and and as far as this area goes, there's hundreds of courses that are that are amazing and, and some that I haven't gotten to yet but um, there's there's plenty that uh, are right up there um, but I've done a couple pretty fun golf trips I was in Wisconsin last summer uh, did Aaron Hills and Sand Valley uh, I've done Bandon Dunes twice uh, I think you're going there actually going to Wisconsin Wis- Bandon Dunes will probably be next year yeah um, both of those trips were awesome I, I think Bandon Dunes is one of the most special places uh for for golf lovers that you could ever go to um and uh that was that was a pretty cool cool experience uh cool enough that i did it twice (laughs) in i think a span of four years um but uh yeah no i mean i i love golfing 
I wish I was better at it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I've had a lot of a lot of cool experiences golfing. Well, one of the things that you did at the end of the season is you went to Augusta and watched the Masters with some of your old teammates from Anaheim and a couple guys from New Jersey. What was that experience like, especially with the Tiger Woods victory? Uh, it was surreal. I'm I'm a pretty big Tiger fan, um, and being around Corey Schneider, we had a friendly wager about um, Tiger's future success dating back a couple of years. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was incredible just to be there and, and the atmosphere and, um, how engaged all the, all the fans are, uh, with the no cell phone rule. And we got separated a couple of times as a group and you didn't see the person until you got back to the house that night. Uh, so I think it was everything about it was, was a pretty awesome experience and, and to see Tiger win it on Sunday and, and be there on the 18th hole and, and watching him finish off and, uh, the, the excitement, I mean, from everybody, I, I don't think there's a, a lot of people who aren't Tiger Woods fans. Um, obviously there are some, uh, mostly not for golf reasons, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it, it was, it's pretty incredible to see his comeback and, and, uh, pretty cool to be a, a part of that there. Were you, were you actually, I mean, you said you were on the 18th, but could you, were you like 20 people deep? Cause there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Did you get to see it with your own eyes? So, uh, Sunday got. Uh, a little crazy. We <laughs> got separated and we had a place to meet. Um, and uh, with the tea times, the, every, everybody was in the morning that day. And so a couple guys had to stop at, at the uh, merchandise shop. So I hung around and we said we were going to meet somewhere. We got there, couldn't find. And like you didn't want to miss all the action just because you were looking for somebody. So we were split up four and four. Um, we were able to watch Tiger's. I think first five or six holes. Um, then we went down to Amen Corner, uh, posted up there until all the leaders came through. Um, as soon as Tiger came through there, we went over and watched his shot on the par three. I think it was 16, um, where he almost got a hole in one, <laughs> uh, which was, was pretty exciting. And obviously the, the fans were pretty excited. So um, by the time we got to 18, Tiger was almost there. So we looked at, looked at the green and there was no way um <laughs> unless i was eight feet taller uh we were able to be see uh, see anything so we kind of hung back um we were like kind of in the fairway like looking up at the green um so we weren't quite there uh but i think you would have had to be there two hours earlier just, yeah, just, to, just get, to get there um and the other guys the other guys had gotten there probably an hour and a half or two hours earlier and they were i think probably like eight people deep so That's cool. uh yeah no the crowds the crowds were crazy um but uh but just being there it was an awesome experience and and one I'll remember forever. Was that the first time you had been to Augusta? Yeah. So what what do you take out of it because I've had a few friends who have gone there and it's not the same as, as yeah. being as watching it on TV. So what stood out for you that was like wow, I didn't realize that. I think everyone talks about the uh the elevation is obviously one of the things you don't really have an appreciation appreciation for on the TV. Um but I everything about it is, is cool, uh, from how they do all the food and food and beverage and, um, how it, it's just, it's just an awesome place. Yeah. And I think it's, it's something that you, you kind of think about when you're watching it on TV, but at the same time, you, you don't really know what it's like until you're on the grounds of it. And, uh, it's definitely a special place. Is there a tiger roar? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even, even just watching cause they don't have any of the electronic scoreboards. So they'd have to take them take the numbers off and put them back up for the leaders and so when we were watching tiger was probably 
six or seven holes from us and every time they would take the board down put it back up if molinari had bogeyed there'd be a cheer and and if tiger uh birdied or parred and um as everything got closer uh the cheers got louder it's interesting that that you point out the changing of the scoreboard which i think anybody who follows the game knows that but then as you mentioned you got to put the cell phones away so you can't really follow the tournament except what's up on the board yep there's no murmurs unless somebody came over from another hole so everything is a surprise it's very much old school in that way yeah exactly yeah no uh we all left our cell phones at the house um so there's there's no way to check on it uh even on 18 we had seen tigers uh when he laid up short of the green there um and we didn't know whether i think it was kepka had birdied 18 because we couldn't see a scoreboard from where we were um so we kind of didn't really know until everyone started celebrating that uh that tiger won um like you said there was murmurs of people who thought they knew what was going on and whether you had to make the putt for a playoff (laughs) or whatever but um it it was uh it was a pretty pretty cool experience so how many rounds of golf do you think you get in in a regular off season i know this is not a regular off season for you what would you say um well when i'm up in boston uh, i i belong to a course up there um and i would say anywhere three to four times a week uh i'm not a member anywhere here in jersey um but i still get out maybe once or twice a week who's the best golfer on the team we've asked this question before Taking a tally. Uh, Greeny's a pretty, pretty solid player. Um, Sammy's good. Nace is good. Um, they're all, I mean, probably pretty close uh, as far as uh, abilities go. And we had Andy on yeah. uh, recently. He said uh, Marcus Johansson, though, was the best. Yeah. Of course, no longer <laughs> on the team. But yeah, he's exactly. Yeah. As, as, far as, uh, as far as teammates I've played with over this year, jojo's definitely yeah. the best now what was that wager with Corey schneider <laughs> I, I i gotta know what was the wager Corey was uh <laughs> he was a bit of a tiger hater um <laughs> thought all the hype about him coming back was uh was gonna be short-lived and and that he wouldn't hold up from the the back surgeries and would never win again so uh that wager was made yeah at least two years ago <laughs> um that he would never win a tournament again and Obviously, he won last fall, um, so that shut Corey up. And then uh, <laughs> I think we went into the Masters, everyone obviously rooting for Tiger. Um, and uh, we set up a little Masters pool, and uh, Corey didn't pick Tiger, which was one of the few guys. And so I think uh, overall um, it was nice to see uh, Corey get proved wrong once again. <laughs> You know, Amanda mentioned it earlier, a Jersey guy. You were born on Long Island, but moved, uh, I think you were two when you moved to New Jersey. And I think most people know the story, but maybe not everyone. Uh, your family had a farm. You, you lived on a farm famous in New Jersey. You know, some of the properties now have been sold off. What was it like growing up on a farm in northern New Jersey? Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I think it was one of those things that as a kid uh, growing up in, I, I mean, definitely not a rural area area but you grew up in a normal town but i had the space of (laughs) someone who grew up in the middle of nowhere um i was lucky enough that uh my dad knows what he's doing and and was able to build a rink for me and uh there's not a ton of people that have the space to do that um and that was obviously something that uh, was pretty special to me and and i think 
being around the farm and, and seeing how my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, how hard they worked is, is another thing that's kind of as a, as a young kid, it's, it's pretty inspirational to see. Um, and I think, uh, it was, it was special for me to, to be a part of it. Um, I think I was the only, unfortunately, I think I was the only grandkid of my, uh, <laughs> of my family not to have actually worked there. <laughs> um, but, uh, it was something that, um, even like just our community as a whole, uh, they always hired a lot of kids over the summers and, and gave high school kids jobs and, and things like that. So, uh, it was a special place for the community and, um, it, it was very well revered, uh, for people up in Bergen County. And, and, uh, it, it was, it was sad for everyone to, to see it go. Uh, I think it's four years ago now. Yeah. But, but they're still the, like they they still are in the business wholesaling and what have you, correct? Yes. And actually they do still have a, a little farm stand. Uh, my mom still helps out with that. <laughs> uh, and it actually, I was just there, uh, Sunday and, uh, really busy. I mean, it was, it's a small, I mean, probably only twice the size of this room, um, but fresh fruits and vegetables and uh, some of DePiro's famous uh, famous pies are still available. So uh, everyone's pretty excited to uh, to see that. And, and you still see people coming in and, and talking to my grandma. And my grandma still remembers everybody. And uh, they, they definitely have some regular customers still. You talked about how the farm helped provide jobs for young people in the community. And it seems that it must have also instilled in you this um, feeling of wanting to give back to the community. And that's something that you really grew this year with your Kyle Palmieri Foundation. It took another step from just Squad 21 to the Kyle Palmieri Military Ball. I mean, t talk us a little bit about that need and that want to expand what you were already doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible journey. Um, I think going back to when Squad 21 was, was first started uh, three years ago now, um, it was something that I always kind of had in mind, but didn't really have the, the stability or the, or the platform to do anything like that um, when I was in Anaheim. And, and when I came to Jersey, uh, kind of got the ball rolling with it um, after my first year there. And, and um, a, a lot of the people in the organization were, were great helping me out with it. And uh, I was able to grow. And, and like you said, it was kind of just uh, the next step past Squad 21 was, was to be able to to have events and, and fundraising for uh, the, these people that um, uh, so it would go beyond the recognition um, from the squad 21 program. And uh, it, it's been awesome. And I think after our coming up on our first full year, um, the outreach of, of other, other programs um, that want to get involved and partner up. And um, we got a special, special announcement coming up uh, in the next week or two. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, that's going to be a pretty cool opportunity for, for squad 21 and the foundation and, um, partner up with, uh, with a local event that I think people would be pretty excited about. And the military is something that's very near and dear to your heart. You have a lot of family members who serve in the military. Yeah. Um, obviously my brother-in-law, uh, who's still out in Alaska, um, they'll be coming back, I think in uh, about a month now, um, uh, coming back for the wedding, uh, their family's playing a pretty pretty big role in the wedding uh we got the flower girl and the ring bearer coming there <laughs> um and uh it, obviously it, it'll be awesome to see them i haven't seen them in um well i haven't seen my brother-in-law in probably two two years wow. um so it'll be uh it'll be great having them back here and and obviously alaska is not the easiest place <laughs> to get to and and with a busy summer 
Um, I wouldn't have been able to get out there this summer, but, um, and my sister actually just made the switch a couple weeks ago from army national guard to the air national guard. Um, so she's going through that transition and, and she seems to have loved it. And obviously it's, uh, it's something that's near and dear to me. And, um, I actually just had a, I guess, technically half niece, um, just turned 18 and, and she just went into the U S Navy. So, uh, it, it's a lot of exciting stuff and, and, uh, I'm really proud of, of my family members who serve and, and obviously the people around them who support them. Well, time has run out on us. We never got to the house. You mentioned your dad building the <laughs> rink. He's helping out with that, but that could be another whole 20 minutes or so yeah, yeah, talking there's, about, there's a lot to talk about, with that. <laughs> uh, but Best of luck in your impending uh, wedding and, uh, you know, wish you and Ashley the very Mm -hmm. best of health and happiness for a long life together. And thanks for giving us a few moments of your time. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. So we thank Kyle Palmieri again for his time. And uh, I love the fact that I don't think we asked one hockey question. I think it was all off the ice thing. Yeah, (laughs) Golf, Golf, wedding, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, the Augusta thing. A lot of the guys who went there on that trip have been sort of hanging around the Prudential Center working out and stuff, and they've all talked about how much they adored that whole situation. And then just not having your cell phone and just appreciating the moment for Mm -hmm. what it is pretty neat stuff and not being able to find each other and just deciding hey (laughs) we'll catch up when we catch Mm -hmm. up very much old school and uh, we thank Kyle Palmieri again for sharing some of his thoughts and as we mentioned at the end we wish him and Ashley the very uh, very best as their uh, wedding is on the horizon as is true for our next guest absolutely Will Butcher also getting married this summer to his fiance Taylor and so we dive into what he has his hands on when it came to the wedding planning Amanda I guess we could call this the the wedding podcast right <laughs> because uh, Kyle uh, Paul Mary getting married and so is our guest Will Butcher Will thanks for giving us a few moments of your time yeah guys thanks for having me the date I would imagine like everyone I can certainly uh, talk about it crept up on you faster than you than you thought yeah 100 percent I think um it's uh i'm sitting here looking like what's the plan what's the plan and we have everything planned now it's just kind of like wait what like sitting there like thinking well i was kind of like running around a little bit this year and i give my fiance credit because she did the majority of everything and she was probably so overwhelmed but just uh you know did her duties like a champ so um <laughs> uh, but there's nothing more to plan it's just waiting for the day now and uh yeah you're looking at it it's like two months away and it uh kind of crept up on you just like you said what decisions did she defer to you on asking for your, <laughs> asking for your opinion? Yeah. <laughs> she always did a great job of always including me in it with a lot of times, but then a lot of time I'm just like, you have way better taste than I do. <laughs> so I trust your judgment 100%. And that was the majority of the stuff. The only thing that I got to say in that, like I specifically said, I want it my mm-hmm. way was I'm, I'm a big cake guy. So I would love a wedding cake because she didn't necessarily want, she, she wanted to do the traditional wedding cake. She wanted to do uh, donuts cause she's a big oh. donut fan. So she wanted to do that. And I was like, well, I would just like a cake. And that's the one thing that I got that she let, like was like, yes, you can have your cake. So I was like, all right, awesome. <laughs> so you can have your cake in the YouTube. Yeah. 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 What type of cake? Uh, so we went with the uh, almond. So it's an almond flavored, um, I guess, just, just the actual cake. Yeah. And the, the fr- uh, frosting is raspberry. Oh, 
but it's a very light raspberry because i'm not a big raspberry fan but i was like this cake is really good so that's what we went with yeah now you're gonna have the traditional bride and groom on top of the cake too is are you that much of a uh i don't think we're doing that okay. yeah no but uh we'll definitely we'll definitely have some cake and have have a big enough uh tier i think we might be doing one or two for for our guests to enjoy it too so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing. Yeah, that was the that thing you that I wanted yeah. to control. Yeah. Right? And the other thing, and I'm sure, like you said, you deferred to her judgment on so many things, but yep. you do have to have an opinion. Yep. And I know it's a stereotype. Guys don't care about a lot of things. Like, like whatever. Yeah. You know, blue, light blue, dark blue. At least <laughs> I'll speak for myself. Whatever. But you can't. You can't. You got to have an opinion. I like that. I don't like yep. that. Like they. You know. You gotta. You gotta. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And that's how it was. I think she. She deferred to me. I was like, I, I like this, but I trust your judgment. And a lot of times, like, okay, good, because I like that too. And that's what we went with. So <laughs> nice and easy. Right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, where uh, where are you getting married? Back home, and uh, where are you headed on the honeymoon? Yeah. So me and my fiance were from uh, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, which right outside of Madison, uh, Wisconsin. For those who don't know, and uh, we're getting married in a church in Madison, and then we're having a reception out on a farm. Um, that's her uncle and aunt's place oh, nice. so yeah we're, we're doing it there and it's it's just going to be a blast we invited our all of our family all of our friends and everything so it's going to be great barn barn reception or do you have a tent? no so we're getting a tent and we're just doing it out the on... barns can be hot yeah i mean i've had people who've had barn reception take oh my goodness yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hot in there oh yeah and i think that's kind of what we thought too because in july in wisconsin it's very humid just like yeah. it is here in jersey and um so we're kind of starting a little bit later just for that too so when kind of when the sun goes down but yeah so we're doing it out on a piece of land and it should be just a great time for you know my family and my friends and honeymoon honeymoon we're going to iceland oh cool yeah so we're gonna go to iceland for for a few days right before we come back here was that a place that you both really wanted to visit hadn't visit what attracted you to want to go to iceland we've always been different in picking our places like i feel like a lot of people like the beach and stuff like that mm-hmm. don't get me wrong like we, we like that <laughs> stuff but uh taylor and i are more of uh travelers and we like to see things and you know experience it a little bit and we've always been kind of really like the scandinavian and mm-hmm. kind of culture and um she was just like do you want to go to iceland and i was like yeah that'd be awesome and that's just how <laughs> we, I that was judge. it yeah. Yeah. Judge. Judge. yeah sounds good but i trust yeah. your judge that, that was and, it and taylor travels a lot too she yep. she works as a flight attendant yes right? for united yeah she's so a flight attendant is, she's all over the place balancing and, your schedule and yeah. that schedule how was that uh yeah it's tricky at times sometimes your schedules misalign uh but at the same time you know we've been together long enough we did a long distance relationship when we were in college and we, we worked through those things and um just made it easier for us because with her traveling sometimes she'd be off for like two or three days and it just line up perfectly when i got back from a road trip or or things like that and um yeah she chose that job because she had a passion for travel and um, she's really good at her job and she's, she's really enjoying it. So tell me, uh, they're, you're both from Sun Prairie, so yeah. you knew each other in high school or did you reconnect at some point in your life? Yeah, we, uh, we knew each other in high school. Um, we had actually chemistry class together in 10th grade. I then chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Well, we didn't, we, yeah, that's like a dad joke. Yeah, exactly. I would prefer dad joke than old dad joke. Okay, please. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we, so we had chemistry together. We, uh, didn't date or anything, knew each other. And I moved away to go play at the developmental program for two years in Ann Arbor. Um, came back in the, uh, summertime and 
I just, uh, we were working out the same gym. I asked her out and we went on a date and it, that was it? been dating ever since. Right yeah, sister. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, and she's a great girl. She's often at games here. She's a really, really sweet girl. I, I really enjoy her. And how has being in New Jersey for you? I mean, you now have two years under your belt here. It was a decision that you personally made mm-hmm. to come here. Um, how has that been for you? It's been awesome. And, um, like, I'm not just saying that because, uh, you know, surrounded by devil's people, but I really thoroughly enjoyed here. And, uh, um, I'm like no regrets in, in my decision to come here whatsoever, because you just, I just saw when I met with Ray and, you know, coach Hines and, and our, um, Fitzgerald from, you know, just where they wanted to take this program and just like I said it at the beginning and I'm still saying it now like just made me feel compelled to be a part of this of this group and what they're trying to do here and what they're trying to build it reminded me a lot of you know when I came in as a freshman at uh University of Denver trying to get back to win a national championship and those kind of similarities just made me feel like this place was home and I'm really glad that I you know I chose to make this place my home and what what about the New Jersey area you know that you're living in what attracts you to that set aside the hockey part yeah for me it's uh I'm I'm a big golfer and (laughs) I'd say I should say getting bigger into golf I wasn't too big of an avid golfer I like I love to play but now I'm getting more into it and uh, being here and being able to golf with palms, so I'm sure probably touched on it when you did the last podcast, but um, just being able to golf with him and other guys on the team and getting to explore the area from, you know, going to the northern part of Jersey mm-hmm. to, you know, west of here to south of here, um, it's it's been great because I get to see kind of different areas of the state and get to, you know, get to know it a little bit better than just where I live and uh, the Prudential Center area. Where did you see your your interest in golf start to develop more? What was it that sort of led to that? I think it was just me picking up a hobby in the summertime just because, you know, you're so used to structure of coming in, working yeah. out, and then playing hockey, you know, during your work season. And then when it's in the summertime, it's like I'm sitting around trying to figure out what to do today and it's just like I picked up golf because it's takes up four hours of your day and it's like it's fun to play and it's fun to get better at things and I think that anybody can attest that when you're out there and you're trying to become better at whatever it is you know in life that it's challenging and it's exciting you're from Wisconsin anything you miss about Wisconsin um I miss the food at times, man. I won't lie. I love Wisconsin food. What is Wisconsin yeah, what, food? Yeah. Well, we did the the whole chef the, thing, so you know. We did a food thing. <laughs> yeah. I did. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you got to have the, the brats. Yeah, the and brats. you got to have uh, the... Uh, the cheese cheese curds, uh, yeah. cheese curds yeah. which are by the way delicious yeah. in here cheese they're curds, fabulous yeah. as someone from Quebec yeah. I know cheese yeah. curds you yeah. know on poutine that's what <laughs> poutine, we do yeah that's yeah, yeah. We do. these are fried <laughs> oh, oh awesome. no yeah. <laughs> so those uh, a lot of other stuff but probably the food and then the other thing that I always tell talk about with Taylor is that like I loved being on lakes and I know yeah. like they have the ocean here but to me like in Wisconsin and then like Minnesota too just that area like we have so many lakes and I've had so many great memories growing up with my family of being on a lake. My parents just actually are just in the process of building a new cabin on our lake. So, um, which will be great to go visit, uh, and everything like that. But just having a lake to go to is kind of one thing I miss about, uh, Wisconsin. And I will tell you, and maybe you found this out and I know they're not the same, yeah. you know, New Jersey so densely populated, but out West and a little bit in the Northwest, mm-hmm. there are some really fabulous lakes yeah. that people live on year round and, fish and and what have you and again 
probably not as remote as yeah, some yeah. places in Wisconsin or or in uh, yeah. Minnesota for sure. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Some fans have told me that, and um, I'm, I'll definitely have to try to check that out. I got to get a boat first, so we'll have to yeah. figure that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How often do you get back home? Um, we so Taylor and I went back uh, for two days just to get some wedding stuff done, um, but that's the only time we've been back. Um, just with training and everything here this year and kind of with Taylor working with United here in Newark, just made it more simple to just, you know, stay here for the summer. But plan on going back probably, besides the wedding, probably another time or two before. So, You mentioned you came to New Jersey because you saw the vision, you saw the plan mm-hmm. laid out first year, whoo, playoffs, and, yeah. and you're thinking, yep, this here is what go. I signed up for last year. We know what happened, mm-hmm. finishing uh, near the bottom, but the Devils wind up getting the first pick overall in the upcoming draft. So what keeps you confident that the plan that you saw and you bought into yeah. is still going to work? Yeah, it's all about the process and just trying to realize that, look at the bigger picture, and just keep putting in your work and putting in the effort You know that builds the type of, we always use the word brotherhood, that we want to have and just the community that we're trying to build here from – you know, from staff to players to, you know, media people to everything. It's just having that constant um, work ethic and togetherness. That's what, uh, like, you need to focus on while you're going through, you know, the process of where you want to get to. Are was you, your season – I'm sorry. No, Amanda. no, it's okay. Go ahead. Where was your season in your mm-hmm. mind? Some people look at points, say the points are down. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't as good as the year before. What was the second year in the NHL – for you like. yeah I, I yeah points you can look at I mean those are result, results at the end of the day but for me um I look at more of how I how I feel at the end of the day with points aside and it's more on um the ability that I felt that I was you know more put in more situations that challenged me I guess is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. and I felt like I grew Your role increased yeah, yeah I feel like a, I grew as a player um you know in this league and that's what at the end of the day to me, if you're looking at that and you're like, was I challenged more? Was I getting more opportunities? And if the answer is yes, it means you're growing as a player. And if that's what your goal is at the end of the day, which that's that is for mine, is then it then it was a successful year in you know in that aspect. We didn't finish where we wanted to, and we're going to be better, and we know that. But to keep growing as a player is what you know I I, I focus on. One thing that you and I have talked about mm-hmm. over the last two years is how constant your defensive partner in Ben Lovejoy was before yeah. he got traded. Um, how vital was he to helping you transition to the to the pro game? Because he's such a thoughtful and introspective guy. Yeah. I can imagine having a defensive partner like that that you rely on. Um, a really interesting sort of development process. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like I can't say enough good things about that guy. He's a, he's a true player. He's a true he's a true pro. He's a true friend and. You know, he, he cared so much, like, about me personally and my yeah. development that, like, we – we I remember when we were in um, – we were playing Columbus, I believe it was, and I think me and him – I think it was the game that we ended up getting really yeah. really bad outplay and everything. And Boom. the score was, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think we, we were just minus three in the first period, which had never happened between right. us two. And – um, he just came back and was just like, Hey, like this is going to happen in your career. Like you're going to like just telling me when he, like, he's also going through it. It's not yeah. just like me, you know, and it, he's just like, Hey, this is going to happen more than once in like your long career. Like we just need to 
get back on track here, start the next period fresh. And, you know, that's what we did. And it's just little things like that, that he would just go out of his way to make sure that like my head was in the right place. Um, and just, just be a really good D partner and a guy that I, I looked up to. You mentioned Columbus. I have to ask because yeah. whenever a goal is scored and yeah. that cannon goes off, I mean, I'm very aware of it, <laughs> so I block my ears. Yeah. But as a player, are you? do you recognize that cannon? Does it frighten you as much? Or are you so focused yeah. on the game? I think it, it, it like scared me one time my <laughs> first year. But then when we played there this year, I knew it was going to come every time. And I, I get more scared, I think, when you're skating around at the start of the game, yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah, then yeah. when they score a goal, because I think I don't know why that is, but like I've seen more guys get like jumpy with it when they're skating around. I think it's just because the guys are getting in the zone, and then all of a sudden, just like a loud cannon goes off rather than you know scoring a goal. But yeah, yeah. For the listeners, when Columbus takes the ice, the cannon goes off after yeah. every goal they score, and if they win, it goes off. And I agree with you; yeah. it's at the beginning because yeah, even you're not though expecting it, well, because. It, well, you know it's coming, but you're into something else. Yeah. Like Chico and I might be doing air open. You're yeah. focused, uh, Amanda, yeah. on who's what doing what line shift, and you're getting ready, yeah. will to play. And here comes Columbus, yeah, exactly. and you're bang, and you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, darn exactly. Thing. And the, I, I wonder, like, how and by much... the way, it's louder. Yeah. Not that you should ever be a healthy scratcher. That's what I was gonna say. Or it's hurt louder it comes, up top. No. But if you sit, because that's where the that's where the speakers are for yeah. that cannon, the worst. and it is really, <laughs> really loud bad. up top in the press so box. Bad. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I had to ask. I yeah. Because I wanted to. Because there's that like famous clip of Johnny Gaudreau of the yeah. of the Calgary Flames where it goes off and you see him get mad at himself yeah, for, for being spooked yeah. by it. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's an experience. Speaking of experiences, and we only have a few more minutes left, mm-hmm. uh, what have been some of the top spots that you thought about as you were playing in college and then coming yeah. through the national team ranks, et cetera, et cetera, that, hey, if I get a chance to play in the NHL, it might be cool to be in what city and what building? Yeah, for me uh... – I mean, there's all. I mean, you play in the NHL. There's no, there's no bad city and there's no bad team to play for. But uh, just the teams that I was looking at were. Well, I meant more for your experience. I, as a okay, player, I got like what you're saying. Man. Playing in Montreal at the, you know, yeah, yeah. Bell Center. I think still Bell Center. They changed it. No, no, no it's, it's going, still Bell Center. Uh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. 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 These, these buildings <laughs> change their names all the time. I like that. I like that. Very good pick. Example. Yeah. So, so what are some that you say? Wow, this is a pretty cool hockey experience as a player. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's probably, probably biased, but mine Chicago, just because one, it's close to home, so I have a lot of family friends, and then like I've had a lot of good things happen in that rink. Um, won a national championship every rink, <laughs> so it's like, no but deal. yeah, yeah, no it's just a good, it's yeah. just a, just a good ring, right yeah. But like when you're doing the national anthem and the fans are just yeah. cheering the whole time, like that's something really special that um, you know you don't see anywhere else, and I. I, I just I, I really like that rink as an experience rink, um, but then I can't take away my first ever playoff game when we played down in Tampa. Just the fans, and then the first ever playoff game that we played here, that game three, like it's probably the loudest I've ever heard a building, you know, in hockey in, in my career, which you know is pretty special. So um, yeah, those were probably kind of my three just biggest moments like in my career of just like buildings and like atmosphere, and obviously the playoff atmosphere is different, but. Um, yeah, those those would be my three. I think I've always wondered when a player just enters the league if there's like another player that they're like, oh my gosh, I'm lining up against this specific player. Yeah. Was there a guy like that for you? Yeah, at all? I've I've gotten asked that question before, man. And my my answer, and I go to it every time, was when I played my first preseason game, my first okay. year, 
and it, we they just enforced the new face-off rules and there was that first game oh, was crazy and then it was all those violations yeah, yeah, yeah. it was right? like there was like 20 there's like 20 penalties in the game and half of them are face-off violations it was you're like on the power play and you'd get a penalty for a face-off and then but anyway so we were on the power play and then we ended up getting a face-off violation mm-hmm. so that was four on four and they kept me out there and i was we, we go man on man and four mm-hmm. on four and i was lining up with tj oshi and like he was just wheeling around the zone. I think he just knew, like, I was a young guy just trying to take advantage of me. And I just, like, I just kind of, like, stepped back for a little bit. Like, I'm like, wow, like, these guys, like, the top echelon guys, the guys you hear about, they, like, they are that good. Like, it's it's it was pretty special. Well, it's been special having you. Uh, wedding plans, obviously, basically done. An exciting yep. summer head. One last hockey question, though. You're yep. also an RFA. Does that does the wedding plans take your mind off of that a little <laughs> bit? Or what are your thoughts about that? No, not at all. It doesn't. I, well, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think uh, you know. It, think it'll happen, and I'm not worried about anything. I'm being RFA. It's not necessarily un, like up in the air as being a UFA. And um, but yeah, I'm just you know biding my time and just uh just being patient because that's all you can do i know you got a lot of stuff going on and uh yeah i'm I'm ready to do whatever and uh i'm happy to sign a deal whatever it comes out to and be you know be a new jersey devil again well enjoy that cake on your yeah i will yeah exactly and uh (laughs) thanks for giving us some time and uh good luck to you and taylor and as we mentioned to uh palms we wish you the best for a healthy long happy life together thank you man thank you man so somehow the Road to the Draft podcast, <laughs> at least for this episode, road to marriage. <laughs> became Road, road to, to, marriage. to Matrimony, for sure, right? Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, no doubt. But uh, two good guys and two integral guys mm-hmm. in terms of what the future holds for the New Jersey Devils. And I thought Will's answer there about RFA, so Midwestern stoic, oh, I'm not worried, it'll <laughs> happen, I'll just sign it and things will be good. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just... That's just Will, you know, that's just how he is. And in the two years that I've been able to work with him, and especially when there are no cameras in his face, he sort of just comes into his own a little bit more. So it's really nice to see. And you're right. He's an integral part of what the Devils are building. And uh, they're lucky that he chose to be here. And what do you what do you think about that cake selection, though? The almond with the raspberry. It sounds like, very, Does it sound good or does it sound eclectic? Oh, it sounds, it like, sounds I don't delicious. Know, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of like raspberries and almond. Okay. So that would be right in my wheelhouse. Maybe I'll bring you a piece back. Aren't there you supposed go. to, like, keep a piece? So you, are you like going to be there? You're gonna, no, no, no. I was no, going to say, like, all right, there. So maybe he'll bring you a oh, piece okay, back. okay. But, like, aren't you supposed to, like, keep a piece of your wedding cake for, like, for a year, year exactly. You're really supposed to. Gross. I know you're supposed to put it in the freezer. Then really you take gross. it. Out. Let me tell you, everybody does it. And then a year after, they go, "Oh, okay. Oh, this has got all freezer burn on it. Forget it." Actually, I think Maggie and I did have one little piece just to kind of have it. Found that one little spot, but it's it's really not a With good like idea. No mold or freezer burn. <laughs> exactly. Kind of hard to find that after a year. At any rate, that'll wrap up this edition of the Road to the Draft podcast. Amanda, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for being here too, Maddie. And we're looking forward to next week's episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.